Welcome back to The Steph Gordon Show. This podcast dives deep into all things business, money, and mindset to have you feeling lit up, motivated as heck, and ready to step it up like the girl boss you are. On today's episode, guys, I am joined by the queen of Instagram herself, Brooke Valinovich. Brooke is a valued client, a dear friend, and more professionally, an Instagram specialist, international keynote speaker, and creator of the Global Social Club membership. Not only is she a personality, which means that she has a regular spot on Channel 9 News Perth, but she was also recently chosen as a finalist in the 2021 Social Media Marketing Awards for Instagram Marketer of the Year and Social Media Marketer of the Year. With a background in sales and marketing, Brooke's love of customer service and her high vibe personality allow her to quickly skyrocket through the digital marketing world to become one of Australia's most influential Instagram speakers and trainers. And she's worked with huge brands like American Express, Mazda and F45. Brooke specializes in educating businesses on exactly how to leverage the power of social media to increase their brand awareness and boost their bottom line. Guys, this episode is so juicy. In this episode, we chat about what it really takes to create a successful online community of over 700 people, how Brooke juggles the mum life, running a business and avoiding burnout, the secret to getting featured in magazines and getting asked to speak internationally, and the number one thing that is going to drive success in any business. I am I'm so excited to share this episode with you guys. If you hear something that resonates, it means the absolute world to me, guys, to know that you're listening and getting value. So please screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at stephgorton underscore underscore. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Steph Gordon Show. I am so excited to be here with the beautiful, amazing, talented, smart, driven, ambitious, hilarious Brooke Falinovich today. Brooke, as you guys will have just heard from the beautiful intro, is such a girl boss, an idol in our industry, and especially a bit of a celebrity here in Perth. Brooke, it is so nice to have you here today. Oh my God, I'm cringing so badly, but... Wow, thanks. What an intro. Ew, I get so icky when I get talked up. I don't know why, but it just makes me feel so icky. But thank you. I'm very appreciative at the same time. Everyone will be laughing as we're saying because the intro that I just did for you beforehand is even more icky. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe just fast forward in a couple of minutes if you're going to listen back. Do you know how long it takes me to listen to my own podcast? I feel you. I feel you. We've even been doing the recordings and our podcast editing gurus have been sending me the podcast to listen to and I'm like, I don't want to listen to it. I, I can't. It's so weird, isn't it? But there's so many people that do this all the time that say the same thing. They get totally like eked out listening to themselves. So. 100%. It must be normal. We must be normal. We just tell ourselves we're normal, Brooke. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I get through my days. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So I always love to kick off with the same question. So what does a day in the life of Brooke Filinovich look like? It's a bit different now. It's really different now. It's really different now. And this is something that I'm mentally trying to come to terms with at the moment. And I think I was just talking to somebody else about this and I think I've just worked it out. So I have always been the biggest fan of a morning routine. I think that it sets up your day. It makes you better for your clients. It makes you more productive. But when baby came in, it's taken me, well, he's almost eight months now to kind of navigate how that looks because 
you become on their routine suddenly mm-hmm. and it's not about you and what you want anymore. But I have learned that I can no longer time block my days like I used to, but I can actually day block my weeks. Ooh. So that seems to be what all the mums in biz that are absolutely killing it do. And from reading books of different mums in biz this year, I've been able to work that out. Mm. So my days start anywhere from 4 to 5 a.m., depending when my son wakes up. And while it's summer, my husband takes him down to the beach so I can get like an hour of solid sleep. And then I get FOMO. So (laughs) I'm meant to get up and work out in peace and set myself up for the day. But at the moment, while it's summer and my goal for 2022 is to do more of less, I go down and meet my husband and son at the beach and we have a coffee and then we come back. And by the time we get back, it's about 6.30. By the time we get back and then Carlo has breakfast, I try to do a workout I can maybe get 10 minutes in (laughs) if I'm lucky before Carlo's like, what the fuck? Why are you paying attention to me? (laughs) Then Carlo has a nap. I actually sit and read, which this is all very new to me as well. Mm -hmm. Starting the day slower. So I sit and I read something. I always like to read true books. I feel like I can make up stories in my head. So I like to read books from entrepreneurs and basically anyone just doing what I want to be doing in life or I'm intrigued by their story. So I sit and read and that will go anywhere from half an hour to two hours. So I read for as long as I can and then Carlo wakes up and then it's Carlo's world and I'm just living in it. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that all the girl boss mums out there are going to be like, oh, sis, I so relate to this. Um, But as as someone who sees the inside of business a lot, what I see from you, Brooke, and what I'm hearing is a lot of acceptance. And Mm. I think that's where a lot of mums in business struggle. And and obviously, like I'm not speaking from experience, but I'm speaking from, you know, I have the honor of witnessing so many mums in business, right from, you know, two months old babies to, you know, 15-year-old babies. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what I hear from you is just this beautiful acceptance that right now, business and life look different and that's okay. Um, Yeah. It wasn't though. It wasn't okay. I definitely hit a breaking point probably at the start of this year because I was trying to do business the old way that I used to do it and was just hitting roadblock, roadblock, roadblock. And that was really hard. And something that I've had to learn is that just because I'm not working on my business doesn't mean I'm being lazy, which is, it's a real mindfuck because I have been working, you know, since I got my first job, all I've known is that if you're not working, you're not making money. Mm -hmm. And if you're not working, you're lazy. And I've gone hard for the past six years to build my business to where it is, which has involved working every single day. Like in six years, the first five days I had off were the day I had my son and the five days I was in hospital afterwards. So for me to have not work days Mm. is like blowing my mind Mm. that I'm not lazy from doing... Because when I say not work days... I'm running around after a seven and a half month old. I'm not like sitting with my feet up having cocktails. 
Yes. So I mean, we wish, but that's oh, not wish. quite the case. Yeah. Yeah. But that's definitely something that I'm still in the middle of, but mm. I hope I'm coming out the other side of it now. It's a very and we real see, thing. Yeah. It's a super real thing. And honestly, I see it in so many people when we eventually dig down into most people's mindset blocks. The number one block is this need to keep working in order to be successful. And this is like this, you know, more is more mentality that the more we do, the bigger the output that we get. And the reality is that, I mean, often and actually totally off topic from where we're actually going to go today, which is around building communities. But I'd love to know, Brooke, how you manage not burning out and, and probably potentially more pre-Carlo or definitely, you know, when you first had Carlo, but that more is more mentality that I need to keep working. I need to keep hustling. And I've heard stories from you about times where you worked through the passing of your sister and you worked through, you know, really pivotal life events that you just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept going, like nothing stopped you. I think the day you gave birth to Carlo from, and tell me if I'm wrong, but the day you gave birth to Carlo, you were still working on your laptop up until Ooh. pretty much the moment that that he was birthed into this world. Yes. <laughs> and so like you have, an, you have an incredible work ethic. How have you managed burnout? I think that I didn't. I've mm. burnt out multiple yeah. times. Yeah, okay. Multiple times. But I was raised in a working culture where you left your personal life at the door. Mm. And I suppose I've only been in business for six years. So I've got to unlearn almost 23 years of working for other people. I've got to unlearn being an employee. And like, I never want that culture for social club. Mm. I would hate if one of my staff or one of my team was going through some big fundamental life thing. And I had no idea that would just devastate me. Mm -hmm. But I think we're definitely seeing a shift in working cultures and I really do believe that teams and staff and the workforce in general, like not everyone wants to run a company and (laughs) rightly so. So I think though that we need to be more aware and more appreciative that it does take appreciating your people for your company to run and it's something that's really important to me as I grow and expand my team so that I don't burn out the only way I can't burn out now is by having a team. That's mm-hmm. the only way. Otherwise, just because I'm not doing it doesn't mean it's not getting done. It means somebody else is doing it, but I want them to be happy doing it. Yes. Otherwise, I'm going to have to do it and I'm not going to be happy. Yes, absolutely. And preach <laughs> preach it, like sing it because so many people think, and you'll see it as well all the time, Brooke, all these small business owners doing everything in their business. You can't do it all alone. I was that small business owner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Until Taylor joined you. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things where you just think you have to do it all. And it's such a broken model of thinking. It's such a broken way of thinking. Of course, you have to have the money there to be able to support a team. But the reality is that the sooner you can get yourself some support, the sooner that you start to thrive because you being burnt out is doing no good to anybody ever in your world. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that little insight about your current world and where you're at right now. I wanted to dive in today and talk about building your online membership, The Social Club, because I think that what I see a lot, and I don't know if you can sentiment the same vision or the same visual that I see in society right now, is we have a lot of people who join our mastermind. We've had over, you know, almost 600 women join in the last 18 months. And one thing that we hear a lot is, oh yeah, I'm just going to start an online membership. And it's really said very off the cuff, very 
yeah, it'd be easy. You know, we'll just, I'll put up some videos in the Facebook group or, you know, I'll send out some emails and it'd be great. And I'll make, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Bank. Bank. Like, yeah, it's going to be easy. Yeah, like it'd be so easy. It's just like, look, you know, people like Brooke have done it. I've heard that so many times. <laughs> people like Brooke have done it and like all she does is send an email. So what I wanted to do is just having worked with you, having seen you, knowing you so deeply, I know that it, that's not the case at all. And so I wanted to talk about what does it really look like behind the scenes to run, you know, you have 700 members now or, or more than that probably. What's it really like to run a community that big? Like, what's the reality behind the scenes? Well, the reality behind the scenes looks like I now do about three and a half full days work a week. My full-timer does full-time, probably more than that a week. (laughs) I then have another graphic designer who does about 30 hours a week. And I have another assistant that does, I think, about 15 hours a week. So what's that in total? That's what it takes to run a, she just sends one email a week. Mm -hmm. She just shows up for a 15-minute video. And I get it because people say it to me too. Oh, you have the best life. You only work for half an hour a week. And I'm like, really? (laughs) This is the same woman that's only had five days off in her entire six-year career, you know? definitely a misconception about running an online membership. What did you do initially? Because it's hard work. I, look, I'm actually a big believer in book. You'll agree. All business is hard work. And I haven't seen one business that's not. Like, you know, they all require a dedicated amount of work. Mm-hmm. How hard do you think that you've needed to work to get where you are today? Like, has it been hard or has it been consistent or has it been? What I will say is it's been organic because mm. I genuinely have never had a lot of confidence in myself as being good at business. But what I've always thought would lead me through is that if I can just really listen to my customer, really listen to what they're struggling with and really listen to what would help them, that will hopefully make my business grow and last. Because also, when I started teaching social media, I thought in six months' time, everyone will know what they're doing. I genuinely didn't see what I was doing as turning into a business or being anything that was long-term. I genuinely didn't think it was. I probably spent the first 12 months going like, I'm absolutely loving what I'm doing, but I'm going to say yes to every single opportunity because I'm going to have to get a job soon. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to know how to do this. And so every service that I've introduced has been born from my customers asking for it. So I didn't start a membership because I thought, I want to start a membership. That'll be easy. Memberships weren't really even a thing Mm -hmm. when I started Social Club. I started Social Club because I had two things going on. So I was teaching my in-person workshops and the program was relatively similar, but this is when Instagram realized, hang on a minute, we could really start getting a lot more businesses to use this platform and therefore, you know, going and expanding their revenue and customer base and started dropping updates like bombs every week. Mm. So business owners were coming to my workshops and then Instagram would drop a bomb and a business owner would contact me and say, well, I need to know how to use this feature. 
should I just come and repeat the workshop? And my workshop was three hours. And although I adapted it to introduce anything new, it wasn't really worth business owners sitting through a whole nother three hours. And it wasn't worth their money and it also wasn't worth their time. So I knew that there needed to be a way that I could let them know the latest updates, how to use them, what they were, how to make money from them without them needing to come and sit through a three-hour workshop every week. So that was going on sort of over here with my current customers. And then I was trying to build up my email database, right? Because when you start an online business, that's what you should do, build up your email database. So I was sending fortnightly Instagram tips to my email database. And what started happening was business owners were responding to these emails and saying, oh my God, this information is so good. It's so valuable. We're implementing these tips. We're seeing results. Can we pay you to receive more emails like this and mold those two things together? And that's pretty much where the idea for the membership Mm -hmm. came in. I thought, well, how about I send more emails and charge a really low cost for them? And that solves both problems mm. and that's Voila. how it began that's and how the social club began birthed into reality and yeah. has been such a hit like Brooke I only joined the small business scene in you know 2017 and I think you'd already been going probably about a year or two by then mm-hmm. and I remember Brooke Vilinovich just being the go-to she was the person you <laughs> wanted to speak to she knew everything about Instagram and I knew literally nothing about Instagram I joined the social club community really early in my journey and it was absolutely a game changer for me what you've created is absolutely phenomenal and if guys if you're listening and you haven't checked it out please go and check it out the social club community but it is so phenomenal and like I said you have over 700 members now what did you do early on to build a community that large? What were some of the things that, you know, I remember you celebrating 100 members and, and then oh, 250. So crazy. Oh my God, wild. It was wild. Do you know what is so funny? I thought if I could get 10 members, that would be really cool. Because also up until that point, I'd only been consulting and teaching workshops. So I'd never had any reoccurring revenue in my business at all. So when I first launched the membership, it was like, 29 bucks. So I got 10 members. So it was only $300 a month. Like we're not talking record breaking money, but just reoccurring money for me was like, oh my God, there's money coming into my account every month. And that just blew my mind. And I was genuinely just like so fucking excited that business would want to work with me ongoing rather than just come to a workshop and pay me once, that I was sharing it on Instagram. Mm. And it may sound funny to say this, but there was no strategy behind it. It was genuine excitement. Like, holy fuck, 10 people are in my membership. The 10th person just signed up. And I pretty much did that up until close to 100 members And then I went to an event, actually, Lana Hill, who was a business coach in Perth. She's just launched a PR company. She was having, I'm pretty sure it was like a launch night for her business coaching business. And I went there and everyone was asking, you know, how's the social club going? And I was like, oh my God, we're almost 100 members. Like, genuinely just being excited and then like 10 people signed up that night and then I hit a hundred. So I think, 
I was just excited. And because I was excited, it made other people, and then obviously people were actually getting results. Like, that's like it was actually, it actually is helpful. It actually yeah. works. <laughs> like the information is good. Yeah. <laughs> I do genuinely believe when you are enthusiastic about your business and what you do and how you can help people, like people notice that and mm. they want to buy into that because everyone's looking for motivation, aren't they? Mm. And I was just stoked. Mm. I was just stoked. I was just uh, stoked. Note to self, that is the caption of this podcast. I was just stoked. <laughs> no, but it's the truth because, and it's something that, you know, we've recorded a, a couple of modules on in our program around. It's like, if you're not passionate about what you do, it is obvious as fuck. Like it is going to be yeah. crystal clear to your audience. If you are stoked, if you love what you do. And the thing is, like, a way to know that you love what you do is like kind of like what Brooke was saying earlier and myself and all the coaches in my team will, will sentiment the same thing. is like, you don't want to not work. No. Like that's the thing. Like we might work hard. We work well, often too hard <laughs> and don't stop for six years except for five days, you know. And <laughs> but the reality is that like if you love it, you don't mind. Like you actually right. want to. You don't want to not work. It gets fun to work. It's enjoyable to work. It lights you up to work. That's not to say that you shouldn't have boundaries, guys. If you're listening, 100 percent put boundaries in place for your energy. Burnout isn't fun, but <laughs> It should be lit up. And if you're feeling lit up, that's contagious, obviously, Brooke. I mean, your energy is contagious, full stop. <laughs> but that's contagious. So to get your membership to 700 members, that first 100 was like really that like energy, that drive, that obviously delivering, getting people results, giving them access to good information. But there was that passion, that drive. What do you think happened after that, like around the 350 to 400 member? Was it word of mouth? Like what was really happening for you there? Well, number one was it was getting results. Mm. So... Before the membership, I'd really only served the Perth market mm-hmm. and the membership opened me up to be able to help businesses globally. And, you know, all these businesses around Australia and around the world, they're all part of business communities. So mm-hmm. I think the main driver of the growth was the results that mm-hmm. businesses were getting. And as you know, if you're getting results from something, you share it because yeah. you're excited too. And that excitement trickles on. But something that I didn't have at the beginning that I introduced and definitely saw a catapult, I never had like a welcome sequence on my emails. Mm-hmm. I never had that. And when I introduced that, that catapulted it too. Mm. So up until that point, how I was saying I was trying to grow my email list and it was just fortnightly tips. Mm. So I turned it into weekly tips, not as involved as it was before because that was obviously safe for my paying members. I I still send weekly tips to this day, but Mm. they're not as lengthy with strategy and examples and things like that, like the membership is. But creating that email sequence, so basically delivering value, telling people my story, telling people how I could help them, telling people how I've used Instagram to grow and, you know, get media recognition and get speaking gigs and change my life and then how they can too. Mm. I think that's what really catapulted it to that next level from what I think yeah. Happened. Beautiful. Yeah. So email marketing for sure. Be super passionate about what you do. And then actually leads me into a segue, which is perfect because something that I wanted to dive into today was Ooh. around some of your media features because Ooh. you're a bit of a, like I said, a bit of a Perth personality for sure, but definitely around Australia. People know uh, who Brooke Volinovich is. Were you compared to like, was it Roxy Jasenko? 
Oh my god, yeah. Okay. Oh my god, there was a media feature I article so that was scared. like I was oh. so scared. Like I was so proud when that came out. But so what happened there was I'd followed the journalist on Instagram because I was flicking through the West Australian and I was like, I'm just going to see if all of these reporters have Instagram and follow them because maybe they'll follow me back and take notice that I exist in the world. And this was just uh, listen up to the fact that Brooke uses Instagram for literally everything. <laughs> literally everything. I do. <laughs> so there was this one reporter, Crystal Saunders, and she must have followed me back. And then she slid into my DMs. This is probably maybe six months after I'd followed her, maybe longer, and was basically like, I'd love to write a little piece on you for the social pages. Could I call you and we'd do a quick interview? And I was like, oh my God, like me. And so we did the interview, and then it was literally meant to be a couple of sentences in the social section. And she sent me a DM. And was like, hey, just FYI, I've basically like bougied up the article and my editor's actually taken it. He wants it in the news pages, which are the first like 10 pages of the paper where like the serious business stuff goes. (laughs) She was like, I've gone with a different angle. I hope you don't mind. So it ends up being a half page story on page six with a full color photo of me with the headline like, Perth's Roxy Jasenko on grand final day. And I was like, holy fuck, I'm going to have Roxy Jasenko and her army after me. Like I was so proud, but I was terrified. (laughs) Did Roxy ever reach out? I emailed her straight away and was like, oh my God, I'm not coming for your crown. I respect you. Like, I love you. Please don't hate me. And she never replied. I'm not coming for your crown. That's so funny. Right. But so you've had these incredible features. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're using Instagram to get them. Love that for us. Talk to me, like, how did that start? Because you've also had incredible keynote presentations for really massive companies globally. Um, So how did those start? And do you remember your first one? Like where you actually got, you know, paid or got noticed, I guess. Yeah. When I still thought that I was just teaching Instagram to small business owners in Perth for fun and I only had a week left and then no one else would need my services, I got an email from Mazda to come and train their WA people. And I thought it was spam and I deleted it because (laughs) I just thought there was just no possible way Mazda would want me. Like, how could I? If This is Mazda. Mazda's huge. And they would want the best. And how could I be the best? I was just me teaching my Instagram workshops from home. And then about a week later, she emailed again, basically saying, just following up. And I was like, holy shit. I can't believe you put the email in the spam folder and she followed up. I know. I was like, is this for real? Why do they want me? And I will never forget that. And that's when I thought, maybe this is something, Mm. maybe this actually does have legs. Not like I wasn't taking it seriously. I was fucking absolutely loving every second of my life. But I was like, whoa, if Mazda want me, maybe other serious brands will want me. So that came through email, but because she found me on Instagram. And then my first international keynote 
It's literally slid into my DMs on my birthday. I'll never forget that. It was my birthday and I was sitting at Odyssey and City Beach and I'd had two Bellinis and I got a DM and it was like a sentence. And it was like, hey, Brooke, I'm Catherine. I run the Global Spa Wellness Conferences in Dubai, London, blah, blah, blah. Could you come to Thailand next week and present a keynote? And again, I was like, what the fuck is what? But the DM was so short that I, again, was like, this must be spam, but also it sounds really real. Mm. So I tried to be all like professional and, <laughs> and I was like, hi, hello, Catherine. Uh, yes. I was like, <laughs> I am available to go to Thailand next week. <laughs> Remember when we could travel? I was like, yes, I believe I do have availability. And um, just goes uh, and like throws a calendar in the yeah. fireplace. And because I'd had two Bellinis, I was like, I'm available to chat in an hour. And so we jumped on a call and it was real. It wasn't spam. And I was on a plane like five days later. And that's unbelievable. And that slid into my other folder. So people Mm. who don't check your other folder, check it. It could be full of opportunities that you missed. Yes. And don't, I think the real thing here is like, we often get asked in our mastermind a lot from clients like, is this too good to be true? We get that a lot like because they get emails or DMs or someone wants to work with them or blah, blah, blah. Everyone I think is so scared of scammers that they're just like, is this too good to be true? And it's like, well, just ask a few more questions because Mm -hmm. the reality is that these opportunities are coming in DM. They are coming Mm -hmm. via email. They are seeming too good to be true. But the reality is that sometimes you just don't realize that you actually have the skills and the power already and are noticeable already, no matter what stage of your journey you're at. You know, absolutely, and you never know who's watching you. Mm. You never know who's watching. So, how much do you think your personal brand has helped your business, if at all? Enormously, actually. Mm. To sort of go back to your question about what catapulted the membership as well, it was definitely when I started BrookVolinovich.com, which was something that, again, there was no strategy behind that. I just simply gotten married. My name changed. I was still running under Villa Management, which was my previous business name. And I would speak at events as Brooke Valinovich. And then I would be talking to the businesses and the guests of the event after. And they would say, what's Villa Management? And I realized there was a huge disconnect there. And that's when I decided to rebrand to Social Club, also launch brookvalinovich.com. And suddenly Villa Management had a face and the business name or the company name, which was Social Club, actually made sense to the offering that I had, which it didn't before. And just a few key fundamentals fell into place without me sort of realizing that like Mm. everything I've done in my business actually was never intended as a strategic move, though that's how it looks upon Mm. looking back. I don't know if that's a good thing. It's, you know what? It doesn't matter. And I think that's a really beautiful, you know, note or a really beautiful point to point out to people is that you don't have to have your business plan from no. the, My, the MyGov website and all the things. And, you know, you, you don't have to have the 17 page business plan with the next five year goals and, you know, trying to go for the government grants. I mean, if you want to do that, totally. But for most of us, Brooke, my story is exactly the same as yours. I winged it the whole way. I had yeah. no idea what I was doing. I just said yes to opportunities and they just kept falling in my lap and I just kept saying yes. And I kept just solving more problems, which is what yeah. you were saying before. Just customers would say, 
I've got this problem and I'd be like, sweet, well, I reckon I could help with that. And I don't Mm -hmm. know, let's just throw a price on it and see how we go and see if we can help more people, you know? And I know that yours has been very much the same. And I think that, yeah, your personal brand is phenomenal. And I mean, obviously your speaking is so engaging. I've seen you present plenty of times and (laughs) you're incredible at presenting mostly because you're so A, knowledgeable, B, passionate. And I think that's so important. So with over 700 members in your mastermind, how do you keep the engagement high vibe? Because I know that for a lot of people, managing a group that size could feel potentially overwhelming. I genuinely love when they win. Mm. (laughs) And if they've got a question, they're asking a question to help them win. So I genuinely want to help them. Mm. And I guess it comes back to what you were saying. Like if you genuinely serve from a place of wanting to be of service, then it isn't even about how do you manage it because it doesn't feel like work. It feels like if this is what it's going to take to get your results, like I'm in, I want to do it. I want to do it to get your results. And like you said, obviously, as I've grown and now that I have a baby and stuff, I've had to set boundaries in place for myself because otherwise, I would just keep working and then I'll keep putting out and then I keep working and then I keep putting out. So I've had to set boundaries in place because I need to have some other time in my life, right? To and it's also not, yeah, for sure. And it's also not just for you anymore. No, that's different right. When, yeah, it's not just about me anymore. Not just about you anymore in the sense that it's also about your team. And you need to, you have a lot of team members now. You need to make sure that you are the leader that they need. You're also a mother and have a child. And and I'm also a a wife. Yeah. 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 So, and that's what it was for me as well. Like at the start, my husband, who was my boyfriend, he was only my boyfriend when I started. (laughs) Betty regrets that now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He was FIFO. So he was fly in, fly out. He was away all the time. And I just worked nonstop because I was excited, but also I had nothing else to do. Mm. Like, yep. that's all I had to do. I was talking to someone on the weekend because I had this event that I started running called Get Social Breakfast Club. And it's where businesses met up every Sunday morning and had breakfast together. And I literally started that event because Don was away and I was like so sick of waking up and being lonely on a Sunday morning. And I thought, well, if I'm waking up lonely in business on a Sunday morning, surely there's some other people waking up lonely in business on a Sunday morning. And so I started just a breakfast club mm. and it sold out every single time. So I was like, huh, there are other people lonely in business. And I think even from doing that is where I saw the need for community as well, which is such a big part of the social club too. Yes, obviously, Instagram education is like, the fundamental part of what you pay for, but it also connects you with hundreds of business owners around the world that are on the same journey as you. And in business, like business is lonely as fuck mm-hmm. at the best of time. So yeah, having that community, I think has been something that's really, really helped drive the membership. But for me, it's not just about me anymore. Yeah. So I've also learned since becoming a mum that there's no such thing as balance. I think Mm -hmm. before you have kids, you can absolutely find balance, but becoming a mum, even just chasing balance is like road to hell. Yeah. It's Um, a losing game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a losing game. But what I was hearing quite a few mums that I look up to in business say was you need to strive for presence. So when you are working with your business, 
you're present with your business. When you're with your team, you're present with your team. When you're with your kids, you're present with them. And when you're with your husband, you're present with them. And that just can't all happen at the same time. So I've had to put boundaries in place to ensure that I can be present where I'm needed, when I'm needed. Mm. And where you want to be as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and absolutely. where I want to be, and I suppose as well, keeping an engaged community comes down to if it's not me, there needs to be someone equally as excited to engage with my community, which Taylor is. So Taylor runs the social club, and she also gets excited when you know members make their first sale or when their reel goes viral. So I think your team, they don't have to be an expert in what you do, but they have to believe in what you're trying to achieve. They have to know your mission and know your vision and know your values and really want to strive for that too because otherwise your customers will notice. And I hear time and time again from my customers like, oh, Taylor's so nice and Taylor's so lovely and that just fills me with so much warmth and joy because I know that my customers who are really my first children of my first relationship, which is my business, are being looked after. Mm. You yeah, know? absolutely. And I think that that's testament to the passion that you have. Like you brought Taylor in. I mean, she, you know, realistically, I think, you know, she came in as like an intern or something and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And and she had no idea like who you were no. or, you did, or <laughs> any of those things, you know, like, and the reality is that you've got her to this point where people are loving on her because of the culture that you've created, because of the passion that you have, because of the way that you have taught her, this is how we show up for our clients. This is how we treat our people. This is what we do. Like this is how we celebrate their wins because that is the moral foundation of your business, which is just so beautiful and something to be celebrated. Brooke, I do have one last question for you today. And yes. I am hopeful that it is not, I think it's something that I know that you feel uncomfortable about. So I hope it's ah! not. <laughs> we'll wrap up on a goodie. How do you feel about people putting you on a pedestal? Because they do. And, you know, whenever I say, oh, yeah, you know, if we're ever snapped in a photo together or whatever, or, you know, whatever, people are always like, oh, my God, Brooke Villanovich, oh, my God, such a big, like, you know, it's, it's a whole thing, right? And, and, and I know that you know that it happens. And, you know, being hashtag Insta famous or hashtag a bit of a celebrity, how do you feel about it? And what would you like people to know about that? I feel like seven years ago, I was sitting in an office where I barely saw the light of day. And I was in an industry surrounded by people who absolutely frothed what they did. And I genuinely thought, I'm just not that person. I will never be lucky enough to wake up one day and love what I do. And I guess that sucks, but that's life. So that's why it just blows my mind that I'm now in a position where seven years ago, what I thought of people, people think of me. Mm. I just think that's crazy, like so crazy. And it's helped me believe that actually everyone can wake up every day and love what they do. You just have to keep trying new things until you find that thing. And also Social Club for me wasn't my first business. So I had an online store where I sold sunglasses, which taught me how to use Instagram to market and sell a product. And then I had an events business where I used Instagram to market and sell events. 
which led me into teaching other people how to use Instagram to market and sell products and services. Mm. So just keep trying different things until you find something that you just, if you would rather work than sleep, which is where I was when I started teaching Instagram, that's when you know something big is happening and you're where you should be. I love it. Does that even answer your question? It was perfect. (laughs) It was was perfect. It was so perfect. The take home there was anyone can do it. 100%. Anyone Anyone can do it. it. You just got to find your thing and and the thing that you literally lose sleep over, not because you're stressed, but because you love it so damn much is probably a pretty good highlight into where you should be focusing your time and energy. Mm -hmm. Brooke, it is so amazing. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for coming on the show with us. Look, Brooke knows everything about Instagram, obviously. <laughs> and she's actually just launched a new service, which right now as recording, <laughs> as recording is actually pretty under wraps. But by the time this show goes live, will be public. Um, so if you want Brooke, who is the queen of Instagram, the apparently the Roxy Jasenko of Perth, <laughs> Um, the woman who knows everything, who's built a multinational business on Instagram. If you want her to audit your Instagram profile, that is now a service that is available. So it is phenomenal. I've had her do mine. It is so unreal. It's such an epic service. Brooke, where can they find you? Where can they find more about these audits and and the social club community? So if you go to socialclubcommunity.com, it's probably easier than going to brookvalinovich.com. I also find it funny when people talk about my personal brand because I'm like, but you can't say it and you can't spell it. <laughs> yeah. Especially Brooke. It's like E or no E and then Valinovich is just Yes. Like, I don't even try, you know? <laughs> so socialclubcommunity.com. Go there or go to Social Club Community on Instagram and you'll find me from there. Yeah, beautiful, <laughs> guys. I love it. Thank you, Brooke, for spending time with me today. Go and have a beautiful day. And guys, if you loved anything about the episode today, please be sure to take a screenshot, tag myself, tag Brooke, let us share it. Tell us your biggest takeaway. We always love a chat. Thanks, Brooke, again. Thank you so much for having me and thank you to everyone who listens. And yes, please slide into my DMs. I still respond to every DM. Yeah, love that. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. My personal mission is to help women just like you to grow their business and give you the advice and insights you need to make your business go boom. And as part of my commitment to that mission, I have created a mini course called the Boom Your Biz mini course, and I want to offer it to you completely for free. So in this three-part mini course, you're going to learn how to identify and attract the perfect clients that you actually love to work with. You'll learn an easy and effective way to build your core offer and increase the amount of people that actually take you up on that offer and how to generate endless high quality leads absolutely free. Included in this free mini course is exclusive training. I give you templates and processes that you can follow and implement in your business right now to start seeing results straight away. The value of this mini course, guys, is 497, but I'm giving it to you completely for free. So if you're ready to level up and take action, use the link in my show notes to download this mini course. I'll see you next episode.